Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, gamers everywhere. Thank you for listening to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads with day jobs who love to talk about gaming. On Thursdays, like today, we break down our favorite news stories over the last seven days, bringing you all up to speed. Please make sure to rate our show five stars and leave a written review if your podcast app allows. And please also think about supporting our show. You can tip your favorite podcasters and get bonus Squadcast episodes twice a month, starting at five bucks. Just head on over to MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he has to work his way back to the village of his nightmares, this time as a new playable character. It's Josh. Is it a village of idiots, Paul? Because <laughs> that's where I belong. <laughs> those are your people (laughs) those are my people man let's go let's that village knows how to have a good time though (laughs) very nice and joining us he has to journey to the town of silent hill because he's been receiving letters from his dead wife saying that she's there it's michael from what i know about silent hill it is not silent there it might be a hill but um it's still terrifying and not silent at all actually it's silent until you hear the sound of my screams, which will be plenty. <laughs> also, Very nice. I get a village full of fun people. Michael gets terror. I, Sorry, you know Michael, you lost, you lost that one. I don't want to say that Paul plays favorites here, but it, it is possible that he put us in different scenarios because he simply likes you more. Or your beard is very threatening, and if he put your beard there, it'd be very scary for everyone else. <laughs> I don't know that I agree with Josh classifying the people in Resident Evil Village as fun. <laughs> I, I might I might disagree with uh, that. Lady Demetresque, Paul. I'll okay. say no more. <laughs> sure. Oh, man. All take right. that, buddy. <laughs> sure. You you can take... What's her name? Alcinda? Alcinda Demetresque, I believe. The daughters, too? Yeah. Sure. There you go. Got some people to ask out to dinner. All right. So apparently, since we're in the month of October, we have Halloween upon us. I guess it was just time for all of the Japanese horror franchises to hold showcases. We had back-to-back here this week. We had Capcom highlighting Resident Evil, and we also had Konami highlighting Silent Hill. We got a bunch of announcements. We got some video footage. No shortage to talk about here today. Let's start with Resident Evil, if that works for you guys. Let's do it. Now, I know Josh and I really loved Resident Evil Village. I believe we both said that would have been our winner for the Game Awards 2021. It was great. 
Yeah, we really love Resident Evil Village. Um, Michael, I think you have seen the first Resident Evil movie, but have not played any of the games. Is yes, that right? I, I know who Mia Jovovich is, and yeah. I know that um, she's made her, nine of them. Her husband yeah. made them. I yeah. one of the Andersons, I think. I can't remember, but well, wait a minute. Which husband? Because doesn't she switch husbands based on who's producing the movie that she's oh, in? Yeah, it's Luke Passan that week, but, and then yeah. Yeah, Paul West Anderson, Paul Wesley Anderson. Uh, move on. Yeah. <laughs> so Resident Evil, so much to talk about. I don't know if you guys care where we start. Let's let's start with Shadows of Rose. So this is the name of an upcoming expansion to Resident Evil Village. Josh, you and I played through it. We thought it was fantastic. I know that we said we'd be highly interested in any kind of DLC. What did you guys think about this upcoming expansion? There's kind of a lot to talk about here. I'm all for more Resident Evil Village, to be honest with you, um, except for Reverse, which I know we'll talk about here in a little bit. Sure. Um, but, you know, Res- <laughs> I had not played a Resident Evil game in quite some time when we did when we covered Village. Um, I had dabbled in seven a little bit and then just petered out for whatever reason. Some of the game came out that got my attention. Uh, I was very happy with the way Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil, Resident Village Evil played out there. That's, yeah. (laughs) Michael, you're rubbing off on me, man. I didn't do it. I'm I'm miles away from you right now. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that that game was a pleasant surprise. And if they're adding DLC to that and they're staying in that world and they're staying with that quality of game and and the, the high caliber, I'm all for it. So interestingly enough, in this expansion, you are playing as Ethan's daughter, Rose, And so, of course, you play as Ethan Winters in Village. Now we have a little bit of a time jump because Rose is now 16 years old. And by the way, apparently she has magical powers. We see her having like her hands glow up and she's able to like blow things up in Resident Evil Village. But she's not happy that she has these powers. So the entire story of Shadows of Rose is her returning to the village where Ethan fought for his family and she is searching for a way to lose her powers. So we see a lot of the same characters returning. We see the Duke, who is the shopkeeper. We see Lady Dimitrescu. We see all of that going on. And also, interestingly enough, they are adding a third-person mode as well. So you can actually yeah. play in either first-person or third-person mode. And they're also bringing third-person mode to the base game. So think- they're actually adding a lot of content here. That's the part that I was really scratching my head about is if this game, from what I understand, this game's always been first person, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first they're just, person. And then they're just adding in the expansion where you can play it third person. It, can you play third person the rest of the game too? Because that's kind of what I got is they add the third person to the whole rest of the game if you do this expansion. That's a really interesting thing. I, I can't say that I've ever heard of something like that happening before. And what are the benefits to this? Like, why do this? Just to add more... Uh, I don't know, just to change it up a little bit, add more <laughs> dynamics to the game. What do you? I, I have no idea. Like, why would they do this? So I watched the full showcase. I don't know if you guys only watched the highlights or not. I don't know if this is really a major concern, but they said that there might be some people who feel too scared in oh. first person perspective, <laughs> Come on. or they might have motion sickness. So they decided to add in third person mode, which should alleviate some of that. I don't know. There must have been people asking for it for them to add it. That's the only thing I can imagine. 
I mean, the graphics in Resident Evil Village were really good. Um, and I, you know, I play it on a pretty big TV. I don't get motion sick from that game because it's not VR, but I, I do think I could see how somebody could maybe be uncomfortable in that regard. Or if you're playing on like an 85 inch TV on a console or something like that, maybe. I mean, accessibility options are great. I, I I'm going to play it in first person, you know, myself, but it's, you know, as long as it's not taking away from them developing story or other stuff, then, you know, if you're making your game more accessible to people, then kudos. Now that, that makes a lot of sense actually, because if you think about it, like we saw this resurgence in cyberpunk, right. With the new expansion just being announced, everyone's like, Oh, I haven't checked that game out. I heard it's good now. If you say a game that a lot of people don't like first person, maybe people tried to play it and they they couldn't play it because it was first person. It made them nauseated or something like that. Oh, well, now we can get a whole lot more player base to not only buy this expansion, but buy the original game. I guess the P&L department probably just looked at it and said, if we do this, it will cost us this much, but we'll sell this many more games. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Makes sense. Do you guys have a strong preference? Do you normally prefer first person or third person? I was just about to ask Ah. that question, Paul. No (laughs) lie, because Michael brought up the cyberpunk thing. And I remember when they said cyberpunk's going to be first person, half the internet lost their minds. And they were like, (laughs) oh, I can't believe it's going to be first person. Worst decision ever. Like, dude, I don't care what you do. If it's first person, third person, I don't like as long as you make a great game, I could care less. A hundred percent. That's my feeling, too, is it really depends on the game. I've never I've never thought about that. Like when when CD Projekt Red said we were going first first person and everything I'd played by them, which was only the Witcher games, was third person. I'm like, this is cool. Okay, I I did not care at all. I had no preference. I certainly like them both. I think generally speaking, if you are playing a set written character like Commander Shepard or Geralt of Rivia, those I think do tend to play better third person because you get to see that character that you're playing. If you go through character creation and all that, I think that lends better to first person for the immersion. So it's almost like immersion versus having an avatar in the world. Um, but I certainly love both. I love when games give you the option just to scroll your mouse wheel and hop between them both. Oh, yeah. You can play like GTA 5 and stuff and you can just swap in and out. And I think that's always great. But the only time that, yeah, the only time I'm anti one of them is third person perspective in games like PUBG. Where yeah. you can literally see people <laughs> running around. A I was going to say it does leave <laughs> yeah. an advantage uh, sometimes. Uh, isn't Modern Warfare 2 have that option and people were complaining about that? Oh, does it? I, don't I, even, I, I, totally I could be wrong it. on that, but I think there uh, there's some shooter where it's like it offers a third person view and people were like, yeah, well, this is dumb because that's unfair. Yeah. Yeah. But anybody can do it. So why is it unfair? Yeah, but, then you're, but then good. everybody's playing in third person at that point. It's not a yeah, first person yeah. shooter anymore. The only time that I really did have an issue with it was probably Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice in VR. I was like, how is this going to work in third person? And somehow they pulled it off. But that was the only time that I was like, ooh, no, no third person. Yeah, VR third person is a little tricky, but they did do a pretty good job in Senua's Sacrifice. All right, so we've got Shadows of Rose coming out. That actually releases tomorrow on October 28th. Uh, so if you're a big Resident Evil Village fan, you can go check that out. And if you want to replay the base game in third person, go for it. I do think some scenes would be really interesting. Like, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but Josh, I know that you'll remember a pretty famous scene in the elevator. Yeah, I'd be really curious to see how Ethan like reacts to those things in third person. I think that'd be kind of neat. Oh, that would be weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, just know uh, that if you do pick this game up tomorrow, this expansion, you have until November 8th to get all the way through it because that's when God of War Ragnarok drops and you're going to lose all interest in Resident Evil. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Considering Resident Evil was what, like a like a eight to ten hour game? I was going to say, it was I'm sure quick. the expansion's short. Yeah. yeah. It says four hours for you the know, expansion. The, the oh, last thing hour. on this, yeah. too, is we joke around about you know the developers announcing, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this funny enough in this episode, but announcing games like four years out, you know, but then it's like, I didn't know this game was this expansion was coming out. Did yeah. you? And then it's like, hey, by the way, it's available very soon. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. wait a right. minute. Like, you you could have told me. <laughs> yeah, you really have to give Capcom credit here because Shadows of Rose comes out tomorrow. And also they spent a lot of time highlighting the Resident Evil 4 remake, which is set to release on March 24th, 2023. So that we're only looking at five months out which I think is is not bad at all. And this remake looks absolutely legit, guys. It looks I, I hope you got a chance to I see the split it. screen, I Resident did, Evil yep. 4 and the remake. Yep. Ooh, this looks really good, guys. I I will we were talking about this before we started recording. I like a lot of the Resident Evil games. I know I've played one, two, and three, and then I also played seven and eight. I'll be honest, I think I lost the Resident Evil like urge somewhere in the middle. I don't watching this video, I don't think I've ever played Resident Evil 4. If it's I so have, <laughs> if I have, I remember nothing about it. And I'm watching these comparison of like the old game and the new game or the remake and number one, the old one doesn't look that bad. I was actually kind of surprised. I don't know when that came out, but I was like these graphics ain't that bad. It's um, pretty old. I'd guess like 2004 or something. Is it really? Well, those were some good yeah. graphics for, for the day then. Um, but I don't know that I've ever played it. And I know that sounds goofy. So seeing this remake and what they've done with it, I'm I'm pretty excited because like but with Michael, with a lot of the games that are coming out, it's kind of like, wait, so I get to play a beloved game that's been modernized. So I get to jump in without knowing anything about this or how it was originally. That gets me kind of excited. Yeah, I, I will play this, I believe, um, because it, again, it's uh, the game did come out January 11th, 2005, but it looks like it has had a few reskins in the meantime. It looks like it's been remastered a couple times in the exact same game. So looking at it, I was like, yeah, the split screen does look pretty like it looks miles better. But one part about the trailer had me dying and said, I have to play this game. There's a part where the character is like backing away from all these, what are they, zombies, I guess? Just infected people? Yeah, And he goes to this barn, and I'm like, why is he shooting the oil lamp off the top of the barn? And he shoots this oil lamp, and it falls down, and this cow explodes in a burst of flames. (laughs) And he says, like, I'll pay for the damages later. And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing this game. (laughs) I'm playing this game. Yeah, I, I think the coolest thing about this, you know, we're always talking about if it's a remake, they need to actually add something new and good to the game, not right. just to redo the graphics. Agreed. This, they have completely reprogrammed huge chunks of this game. They show right off the bat when you're playing as Ethan and you're walking through the forest in the original game. There are some trees, but you can see the first house that you explore. You can see the second one in the distance. And in this remake, this is a very dense woods. Like you can't see beyond 10 feet in front of you. They added fog. And then even when you go into the, uh, the second building that you find, 
It's a completely different building. It is bigger. There are additional rooms. They have completely reprogrammed this stuff to make it bigger and better. Because a lot of these older games, especially if it's from like 05, like Resident Evil 4, they had such limitations on how big these games could be. If you're doing a remake, you gotta blow it out, whether it's Dead Space or this. And when you see it side by side, the graphical difference is incredible. The updated controls are very essential. Resident Evil 4, that's the only hard thing about playing it now, is that the controls are bananas, and they're actually adding more audio content. They're adding extra content into this game. It's going to be worth it, because they are charging a full 60 bucks for this one. I mean, as long as it's not 70 like a lot of developers are trying to do now. Um, I, I'm with you, Paul. This this kind of reminds me, and this is a trend that I actually do like to see when it comes to remakes, is it does look like they're taking the Dead Space approach to where they're saying, listen, we're going to stay true yeah. to the base game. We're going to stay true to the story that everybody knows and loves, but we're going to enhance just about everything else. You know, uh, they're making the environments much larger and more in depth and stuff like atmospheric and stuff like that. I'm all for that so that you get that sense of scale and, and, and terror. Like, let's be honest, these are scary games. You know, you mentioned walking through the woods. They showed a lot of those segments. The woods look great. Like, this is what I imagine walking through dark woods would be like in a video game. Um, so I like the fact that they're doing that. They also mentioned some quality of life stuff. Michael mentioned the shooting of the lantern. They showed this side by side in the original game. And like you can chuck a grenade in the original and the cow just tips over dead. Whereas like this one, if you shoot the gas lantern and it falls, the cow catches on fire. It goes rampaging around the village because it's on fire Stop you know, it, and it starts causing all kinds of chaos and stuff like that. So you're adding more than just a shiny coat of paint. You're improving quality of life stuff. You are improving interaction, the AI, like just the overall game at that point. I think one of the biggest things about quality of life, now that you bring that up, has been announced is the quick time events. Yeah. Y'all saw that, right? Where like they're saying, hey, apparently in Resident Evil 4, like you would sit down and you know, when you have a cut scene, sometimes you put the controller down for a second, you wipe the sweat off your brow, maybe you get a drink real fast while you're watching the TV, and then all of a sudden, right in the middle of a cutscene, there's a quick time event and you're not expecting it. Or I've heard this game was plagued with like really hard ones. The developers are saying there's like if you if you want to take the definition of a quick time event, there are no quick time events in this game. And some people will call something else loosely a quick time event. They didn't get any details on it, and they said there might be a very few quick time events, which I think is is awesome. I complained about that in the trends for gaming episode, gosh, months ago about things that just need to go away. And it's like like we watched we played the game The Quarry, and it was like just everything you did was a quick time event and i'm like i just i don't like quick time events and so taking that away especially when everybody unanimously said that was a flaw of this game is great like you said quality of life they're making the game better they're bringing in new audiences and the game looks great and then one minor correction i think earlier i made reference to ethan walking in resident evil 4 he is of course in the later resident evils this is with Leon back and yeah. forth. The uh, the one thing I, I want to wait and see is what they do do with the escort quests. Because you do have the, I think it's the president's daughter that's been kidnapped. And famously, she was kind of annoying and you had to escort her out of certain areas. So I'm curious to see if they remade that at all. Because I remember that being a frustrating part of the game. All right. Well, I don't think there's much to say about 
uh, the multiplayer mode, which by the way, I don't know why they wouldn't just call it reverse. That's always what we've called it, Josh. They kept calling it RE verse in the showcase, it's which seems just, really yeah. dumb. It's uh, it's because it's resident evil verse. Yeah. yeah you know, exactly. like I get the branding you're trying to do. This looked terrible to me. Like we trolled, we, <laughs> we trolled reverse when we did our deep dive of, of village and we said, dude, I don't know why they're making this. It's not going to be good. And then they showed off some footage. And I went, oh, okay, let's see what Reverse is going to be. And my only thought was, yep, we were right. This looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally nothing to talk about here other than I loved the one character running around with garden shears. I was like, what on earth is this? Why not? I can't imagine running around with garden shears going against players with guns. Just need to do a little pruning, Paul. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, boys. We had another showcase this week. We had Konami highlighting Silent Hill. This went on for about half an hour. I have never played a Silent Hill game. I mentioned that just one or two episodes ago. I never saw the movie. I was actually kind of excited to watch this to learn a little bit more about Silent Hill. Uh, I will say that the game footage that we saw looked kind of neat, but these presenters took this showcase so seriously, guys. It felt like people talking at a funeral. Like, nobody was having fun at this showcase. It was, like, mandatory, solemnly talking about everything in this game. There were, like, one or two times someone tried to joke, and there was just zero response from it all. It was kind of like watching a funeral for Silent Hill, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. It's a horror game. Like, Silent Hill was revered, to be honest. Like, I feel like Silent Hill, the series, was one of the best, like, horror series and really helped to catapult the genre, Maybe, or maybe it just was really popular during the Silent Hill times. I did play Silent Hill 1 and 2, and they are kind of revered. So I don't know if that's what they were going for in the showcase, to be like, let's be serious about Silent Hill, everybody. This is no laughing matter. Or if they just don't know how to do a presentation. Is Silent Hill just all fog? 
Is that like really all it comes <laughs> down to? Because everything fo- I saw was nothing but fog. It's the fog that it's kind of the the calling card, I guess. Like if if you showed me a screenshot of anything and it was super foggy and ominous, I would be like, "Oh, is that Silent Hill?" Like it's kind of the thing right. that sets it apart in that regard. Like there is a lot of fog, but the entire game is not covered in fog. It's just scarier. When yeah, you can't more jump see. scares. Yeah, there's more jump scares when fog is out. Um, I, my overarching thoughts on the entire Silent Hill showcase is what is worse when you're talking about future video games? The Skull and Bones approach, where you just have people talking about the game and you do not show anything from the game, or when you announce seven, what, 17? Nope, they just announced another one. It's 18 games now on the Silent Hill. <laughs> nope, ni- oh, it's 19 now that all come out seven years from now, and we have no footage. Because we're taking the approach from CD Projekt Red and from Assassin's Creed, where we're just going to announce all the things that we're thinking about maybe making and throw together a two-minute trailer with some text. Uh, But we have no content at all. Everything here is so far out. Um, So, yeah, it's all very foggy. So that relates to what you were saying. We were foggy (laughs) because we have no clue. We did get information about the Silent Hill 2 remake, but you're absolutely right about everything else, Michael. They announced an upcoming game called Silent Hill Townfall, which they explained absolutely nothing about. They mentioned that they are looks making... looks amazing, though. It, it looks amazing. They, uh, <laughs> with all that footage they showed of it. Yeah. Um, they talked about making a new Silent Hill movie, but it hasn't been cast. They don't know anything about this movie. And then they also talked about silent hill ascension which really confused me more than anything else because they made reference to it being like some kind of community event they did not explain it at all and i started googling it because i'm like there's got to be more info out and sure enough i saw ign was like here are the actual details about silent hill ascension that you were probably left wondering about after the showcase like even they admitted it was very confusing um Let's let's talk a little bit about Silent Hill Ascension. Okay, I did you guys even look anything up about this? Do you have any idea what it is? All oh. I saw was the text messages that they were doing, and they're like, yeah. "But can we save her?" Uh, and no. I was like, "Is this a is, what is this like a choose your own adventure? Like, is right. this <laughs> is this supposed to be like me texting you, Paul, texting Michael to say, "Hey guys, like we, we need to try on. to yeah, like you guys <laughs> yeah. got to watch the show to to so that we like I that's what I was getting." But then that's just weird. Here's I'm going to read you my three bullet points verbatim that I wrote about Silent Hill Ascension in my little mini show doc here. First one, we really know nothing. Second, is this going to be like the quarry? Like where we just, you know, like pick, pick, I just, it's a, it's like a movie where we just make decisions. And then like, how much do your teammates do to affect this game? We know nothing. Like they're like, oh, it's a multiplayer interactive, blah, blah. But like all we're seeing is messaging so what is this? I can say, though, that um, one really scary thing for me being a super nerd in pop culture is that I read that J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot is attached to this. And we yeah. all know that he did a fantastic job with the Star Wars sequels a few years ago and also with Star Trek. So this is really like this is going to be great that he's attached hey, to this. Some of us like J.J. Abrams. He's entertaining. I, oh yeah, he he always lands the plane, right? Everyone loves yeah. the lost finale. Yeah, uh, I agree so, with that. So here's the thing, Michael. Your instincts are pretty much on for all of that because what Silent Hill Ascension actually is is that it will be a one-time only stream, which will be 
actual Silent Hill canon. So this is like a very mini game. It'll be a choose your own adventure movie and watchers will vote for what to do choice, you know, choice wise during the adventure. Characters can die. It'll be official moving forward for Silent Hill canon. Uh, this is something I have absolutely no desire to play. I could not care less. <laughs> I, yeah. This is coming out next year in 2023. I was going to say, if this is a one-time event, it is an event that I will never remember or You won't be texting me at, at 2 a.m.? No. We, can, we gotta, we gotta, gotta save her, guys! Can we, we save her? her. <laughs> I, I would just say that those who do attend this, because I won't, okay. let me know how it is, first of all. Second of all, have fun with your lens flares. Okay. Also, has, has nobody learned the lesson when you rely on the internet to do anything? Like when the, when the, oh, yeah. right. It's like Bodie McBoatface is the name of a research <laughs> vessel. You know, yeah. like like if you're leaving this up to the public, man, like this is gonna be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be they're gonna have controlled responses, vote A or B, and it's all yeah. gonna be pre approved by their writing staff. <laughs> They better. But yeah. Yeah. It, you can't leave it up to, to these the things watchers. just don't do it for me. They really, <laughs> I get it. It's yeah. like, Hey, we're trying to try something different, but they just, they don't do it for me at all. Uh, we got strkr 69 steering the ship here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what about the silent Hill two remake? I did I, think it looked good. I am excited for this. I, yes, this like, is good news. I, what's with all the, like, it's a good time to be a horror fan. And, and it's a good time to like have old horror games that were really good brought into October. like you know the 21st century and all that and so it's kind of like I, I, I'm for it I'm excited about Dead Space I'm now I'm excited about Silent Hill 2 remake uh, the Silent Hill games are great I really really enjoyed them now we uh, you know I joked before we started recording that it's been so long since I've played Silent Hill I don't remember nothing man all yeah. I remember is it's foggy and it's scary <laughs> You know, and that's it. And so it, I, it, it'll be kind of like I get to play it again for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I, I have never played Silent Hill. I actually got into an argument with, in my work Slack video game channel with someone yesterday talking about this whole thing. And it was funny because he kind of called me out. I'm like, Silent Hill 1 and 2 are unplayable. I can't go back and play them now. And he's like, oh, you know, you just, you're just, he called me some words. I forget what they were, but basically that I was just prejudiced against older video games and older graphics. I'm like, no, if you have not played this game, you can't play the first games. They're unplayable. If you played them and you want to go back for nostalgia, sure. So I'm very excited about the remake. It, uh, the footage we've seen looks incredible, right? Um, no, but it, it just looks... It, I'm just excited to actually play this game because I've always wanted to. In the last episode we recorded, I said I'd like to go back in time and tell myself to play the Silent Hill series from the beginning as they came out because you can't play them now, and now I can. So I will be playing this. I am very excited about this, and it's going to be way better than Ascension, I'm sure. Yeah, I can't wait to play Fog Simulator 2023. Um, <laughs> it, it does look neat. It, it will be exclusive to PS5 for a full year, and then it'll be available on PC and other consoles. So you do get a little bit of an early access there with the PlayStation. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing that they're starting with Silent Hill 2 first because Silent Hill 1 was on the original PlayStation. And I'm guessing it's just so old. It's like, you can't really remake it for today. Could be. Maybe it's too short. Maybe the code is too old. I don't know. But Silent Hill 2 will be the first remake. I will say, after watching it, I did immediately look up like the cost of Silent Hill 2, and I kind of just wanted to buy it now. So I'm going to try to wait, but I do hope to play this remake. Yeah, I'm excited for the remake for sure. Um, 
I think they're going with two because it's better than one. Like one, there, there you know, there is some yeah. debate between people as one or two better, but pretty unanimously, people consider two to be the better one of the 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 two. Um, and so, if they're going to do a remake, that's the one that makes a lot of sense. And you don't really necessarily need to have a ton of info from one to be able to play it. Yeah, it's it's head on, probably like spot on. If it's easier to remake because it's less aged and more people liked it. It's probably easier to make, and it'll sell better. So, shockingly, I looked up on Metacritic, The Silent Hills, and I was thinking, if they're going to remake two first, I bet it's like rated by far the highest. They're all rated really high. On, mm. on Metacritic, the first Silent Hill is an 86. The second one is an 89. The third one is an 85. Like These are all rated pretty good, and the user reviews are all in the high eights. They're all like 8.5, 8.8, 8.7. People seem to like the whole series, or at least the first few releases. I know that over time, like Homecoming, I know was not nearly as popular, but seems like the first few are really good. Well, th- it, like I said, it, it's a beloved series. And at the time, it was really good. Like it was things that people hadn't seen before. It was, f- they're just creepy, man. You know, this is not your outcast games where it's a whole bunch of like corpses and upside down crosses and like demonic stuff like that. Like the Silent Hill games are just freaky. Like they they do a very, very good job of just really creeping you out versus being like very in your face with like the horror elements. And so I think that's what helps them stand apart in that regard. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was the big thing. Like, everybody has been clamoring for a continuation of Silent Hill. Do you guys remember the PT, the initials, like the PT thing? It had Norman Reedus was going to be playing it, and then that got canceled. And there's been a lot of people that wanted this series to kind of be brought forward into the you know 2020s and stuff like that. And a lot of that has fallen through. So I think this is a good way to make that transition and get it back into the limelight. And then if it's successful, maybe we'll see more continuing games from that. Interesting. Well, I'm really glad Michael and I will finally have a chance to play Silent Hill yeah. being yeah. modern. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I actually me am. Too. It also kind of made me want to check out the movie, even though I know it's not as good as the games. But uh, Michael's shaking his head no. Maybe, no maybe I'll stay away. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. no interest. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's all that we are going to cover here for this uh, episode for this week in gaming. Uh, Michael, was there something in here that you wanted to cover last minute? You looked disappointed. <laughs> Mike, this Michael time. had a look of shock just, that we were ending the episode. I just I thought for sure we were going to cover Silent Hill F because that I, was what I I'm most excited like about. The trailer of F. Yeah, so. like it's so the trailer. So, so keep uh, talking. Uh, keep talking. Yeah, right. I'm gonna keep going. Hold on. It's it's so it's it's 1960s just Japan Silent Hill game. The thing about it is it's it's possibly the creepiest trailer I've ever seen because it has this mix of beautiful colors and it's so pleasant. But then you have this underlying feeling of complete dread as like these limbs are floating down a river and this girl at the end, her hair starts glowing, these flowers and this fungus and stuff. She looks beautiful. Then her freaking face slides off. I was like, this is really exciting looking. And I just wanted to get my piece out on that. Now we can end the show. The, the, the only thing I wrote in my notes was Silent Hill F. More like WTF. What is this? <laughs> because I'm like, who titles a game? A Silent Hill F with a lowercase f. This does not make any sense to me. Is it supposed to be like be an F for like feudal? Jap- no, it's not even oh, feudal Japan. It's no. they said 1960s. it was nineteen sixty. I don't know. Yeah. I, flowers. I don't know. I don't get Silent it. Silent Hill flowers because there was a lot of flowers in this trailer. I'm with Michael. Maybe. I, the tra- 
tells us nothing about the game, but man, that thing was freaky. It sets an atmosphere. That's yeah. all yeah. it does. Yeah. And if the atmosphere of the game is anything like that, holy cow, this could be could be something. Yeah. Well, I give them an F for naming this one because Silent Hill so did F they. is a terrible name. Goodness I am a gracious. little. I'm going to call this right now just so we have it on record. But the F is very similar to the F that they use in photography for an F stop. It's almost the same font as well. So I really, really hope that this is not another horror photography game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, yeah. We've had a few of those. Martha is dead. And what was the other photography oh, game? Oh, it was the Polaroid one with the, the, yeah. the kid shaking the shake it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> there you go. Get your outcast on. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the other one was called. But yeah, I don't think that'll be based around photography. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see. All right, so we're all done, and then we'll be back with our quick take on Saturday. And then what do we have coming up on Monday, guys? Is that a uh, Monday bonus? is going to be... Devour! Devour! Is it Devour? No, Devour releases on Halloween. So, yes, yeah, it'll be Devour. Yep, it'll be yeah. a Devour. So we'll have our deep dive on Devour. Can't wait to break that down for you guys here on Halloween. And until we see you guys on Saturday, happy gaming, everybody. We'll see you all next time. Cheers, all. All right. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 